Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Super Deluxe Games Cast After Hours Review. I'm John, and the super textured voice you're going to hear in just a few seconds is Derek. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. Hi. Excited to talk about this one. I So this is something that I've been waiting a very, 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 very long time. Two years, in fact, to talk about. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters as they exist across the spectrum from PC and mobile and finally on consoles. Now, I want to be clear up front. We have received uh, various review codes for these games from Square over the years in numerous forms. We've received codes for uh, for some of the PC games and for all six games on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so thank you to Square uh, for the opportunity to, to review these and <coughs> finally play them on console. Very, very much appreciated. Uh, I mean, where does one even begin, Derek? Like, like it's, I feel like we've, it's been a long, strange saga to get these on console. It has, right? Um, when the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters were first announced, it was a really exciting day, and it was kind of confusing at first. They were only coming, at the time, to PC and mobile. I think we all knew it was only a matter of time before they hit, like, Nintendo Switch and PlayStation, uh, which, of course, they just recently have. But... Uh, is weird. It was kind of a weird staggered release. Uh, and in some ways, I think the PC and mobile versions were a little bit of a weirdly like a test bed release before the, the console launch, but they're here and they are now accessible to the vast majority of people. I mean, really the only platform they're not on is Xbox. Um, and it's interesting. Now they're selling them piecemeal like individually you can buy right any of them individually or you can buy a collection and get all six of them at a discounted price right correct so you could buy the first three i believe the price is 11.99 for one two and three and 14.99 for four five and six which honestly doesn't surprise me as four five and six are far more fleshed out experiences right right um so i figure we're going to talk a little bit about what the pixel remasters are and kind of because the thing about the pixel remasters is they wanted to very faithfully remake one through six while making them extremely cohesive in terms of their visual style, in terms of their, uh, you know, the 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 approach to their music in terms of like the visual style of of like special effects, you know, their UI, so on and so forth. Uh, while still leaving room, obviously, for the unique visual identifiers of each game. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about the Pixel Remasters as a whole and then take a bit of time to talk about each individual game because maybe some people only want to p- pick up specific ones, even if I think most people will probably want to pick up the whole batch. Does that make sense? So, yeah, no, it does. And and so, like, let's 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 kick this off by by. I, I have a kind of an opinion on, on the word remaster, right? Like, sure. When, when you talk about remastered remake, one, two, three are straight up remakes of those original games. Straight up. Um, one, yeah. two, and three are complete visual rehauls and remakes of, of, of those games. Four, five, and six are very much more along the lines of very well done remasters. Um, well, it's tricky, right? Because all of these games have been remade, remastered, you know, several times. I mean, look at like one and two had, uh, you know, 
a lot of these games had re-releases on PlayStation that were drastically different. Right. Many of these games had Game Boy Advance versions that had extra content that PSP versions. Yeah, we had the PSP versions of one and two that had (coughs) drastically more detailed artwork, which we're scaling back for an intentional like sprite based, like little bit nicer than Super Nintendo aesthetic. Um, you know, three had a 3D remake, four had a 3D four had remake. A 3D, yeah. So this is that's the thing is these games have been done in so many different ways through the years. This is a way to try and and give you a modern version of one, two, three, four, five, six, but in something that feels like not not HD 2D, more just a cleaned up version of a Super Nintendo aesthetic with right like much higher quality music than you ever could have had on those games. And uh, and like and like you know, uh, you know, read on spell effects and 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 some some fundamental gameplay changes to some of the to specifically Final Fantasy 6 when we talk about some of the character abilities, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um you know, there's some I, like balancing tweaks across right. the board, I think. So let's talk about so Derek, it, we want to talk about 1 through 6 just kind of as a collection. So let's let's start with let's start with the obvious. Yeah, it took way too long to get these to console. It um, did. It did. It, uh, I don't I, think I, anyone would argue with that. I, I, you know, ha- that having said that, having said that, um, I'm glad it took as long as it did. Even though I think it took too long, because a lot of the issues that I had with the PC and mobile versions have largely been fixed in the console release, specifically the font. Um, now I know a lot of people have said, "Oh, big deal, big deal, font," but in a game, in a text-based game where ninety percent of the game is you reading, um, font like a font is everything, and it's not so it's not as big a deal if you have a large screen. But if you're playing these on a Switch, I, I, I tried it. I tried the the original Arial Narrow font, and it is terrible. I think we all knew um, it would have been a problem for. Well, you could have told because if you got the games on mobile, they were extremely yeah. difficult to read. Right. Um, I I think the you know obviously the font right, but I think one of the bigger things that to, to me, the real game changer with re-releasing these games on consoles, um, and it's a feature I hope I see backported to the PC and mobile versions, is the features like ex- an experience multiplier. Right, right, right for sure. Um, being able to, correct me if I'm wrong, you can turn encounter rates like on and off. So you can, so, so, and uh, by the way, just like to finish my thought about the font before we go further oh, down yes, that, yes. I, 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 I really like the new font. I think it fits well. Um, it's that I, you know, I don't think there's any complaints about the font, uh, for me anymore. Um, the, the, the new pixel font fix, uh, fits the aesthetic well and fixes my issues. Uh, my, my biggest issue with the PC version, as far as the new additions go, this is actually a very well, this is a very well fleshed out collection of games from an accessibility standpoint. Um, so you have the ability, like you said, Derek, to turn off and on random encounters as you see fit. You can also um set experience multipliers uh at this this is some shit that i have been on like behind my podium preaching about for years which is that especially like i I wish new rpgs would do this but i think especially re-releases of rpgs need to come with multipliers that allow you to reduce the grind um, because a lot of us, some of these games are breezy and some of these games are not. Um, and I, I, I don't personally have love the grind, grind, but I'm weird, right? Like right. I'm in the minority. I'm weird. Well, some of these games are, are made. I, I think the thing is, it's also game by game dependent, right? Right. 
Um, because a game like Final Fantasy four, I don't I never think really you would ever that. need that yeah. versus a game like Final Fantasy one. I, I could not imagine playing that without the ability to like double experience gain just to just to get through the grind quicker because FF1 yeah. is very grind heavy um, and being able to 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 reduce that grind changes it from a a very lengthy experience um, where you do a, spend a lot of time in the like gameplay loop of random battles level up you know stats go up small amount incrementally go back to town rest at the end go out do it again right to a breezy experience that you know where you get to walk through and experience uh you know the origins of final fantasy while still struggling with the boss battles right like every game kind of needs it more and less but it's nice to have that option there you can even set the experience to zero i don't know why you would do that masochism if you if you hate yourself um then you can absolutely set the experience to zero if you want a more uh let's say from software uh style experience with the original Final Fantasy games. Um, you can also switch between the new arranged soundtracks and the original classic soundtracks, which honestly, Derek, I played through three with the new soundtrack with the new arrangements, but I, I I did four, five, and now six with the classic tunes for that uh for that nostalgia bomb. Nothing I loved I love the new tunes, but uh, but you know, I, I like there's something about the original tunes that just kind of take me back to when i was 15 years old you know does that make any sense like i'm i'm with this package i'm really looking for really looking for that nostalgia hit and this is something it that does I deeply appreciate it does but at the same time the the rearranged versions of the oh, soundtracks of these games are incredible and the improvements to the music were to me such a transformative like experience of playing through these games again. I'll never forget when you were streaming four on PC and that. Boss oh, theme, I just had to stop when the boss theme first hit, and yeah. I was I just had to pause the game and jam out for a bit. Yeah, when like the, you were freaking out over the strings. Oh, yeah, yeah so that good. was that was one of my favorite Derek streaming moments. Is when that that boss music hit. You were like, hold on. Well, and if you're a big Final Fantasy fan, right? Like if you're new you're just experiencing like incredible tracks for the first time yeah. in a way that they are meant to be heard if you ask me but if you were a final fantasy fan that there's definitely something to like playing final fantasy 5 and being like okay but if all the rest of these tracks sound good what's it going to be like when i get to battle on the big bridge right like yeah. what's going to happen when i hit this iconic piece of music cuz final F music's always been a big part of the identity of the final fantasy franchise that's right so um, no, that's that's absolutely right. Um, and uh, it, you know you can. Um, oh, hold on, I heard something. Okay. Anyway, um, you can also there is a really bad, a re like it's there, but there is a classic filter that will add scan lines. It's not great. I don't recommend you turn it on. Um, but if you want to pretend like you're playing these on a bad CRT television, then by all means, you can you can you can do that. <laughs> but I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. What else have what else did they add uh as part of this new package, Derek? Um see we got the new font, we got the the damage, uh we got the experience multipliers, uh the the old soundtracks. Um I, by the way, you could really tell that they took the font stuff seriously because when these were announced for console, that was the first thing they said was brand new pixel font. Like that's what Yeah, I love that they had to they were they were like, please stop yelling at us. 
<laughs> you kind of love when you can you can taste the acknowledgement of discourse in a game trailer. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I think a lot of it was overblown to begin with, but it is nice. It's good to have options. Uh, the old font would not have worked well on small screens, as we Ooh. mentioned. So, you know. All right, so did you want to did you want to uh, pick through these games? For yeah, just a let's bit, run one through them one? one by one because I think at this point, like people understand, okay, these are these are cleaned up remakes, you know, consistent remakes of you know retro Final Fantasy games. Uh, you know, for for people who are maybe buying the collection but aren't sure where to start, or for people who are only looking at individual games that they may want to buy versus not buy, we'll talk about them one at a time. Um, and then, you know, people can make up their own minds how they, how they want to approach that. But obviously we'll start with the original, um, yeah. Final fantasy one in pixel remaster form is a game that I, I do strongly suggest most people experience. Uh, but it's not necessarily a game that I demand people beat, right? FF one is iconic. I think that it is super interesting from the standpoint of like this is a game where you can see the building blocks of something like the original dragon quest becoming more firm seeing like where the rpg like the japanese rpg was headed right. but you also see where this would go on to inform so many rpgs of the future um, you know, the DNA of Final Fantasy and of the JRPG itself is in FF1, but that game's hard as shit. And it's yes, kind of unfair. <laughs> so, so like, the thing is, even at even with like 999 hit points for every character, chaos is chaos is a bad time. Yeah, the final chaos boss, is a bad time. The big thing about FF1 is that it you, you it is really hard at first until you understand the loop of like okay no I need to rest at the end frequently I need to grind up levels I need like you know it's kind of the most unforgiving because of its weird choice of magic system right you have like spell points per level of spell instead of a right. mana pool yep. um, your characters are very inconsistent on how many times they hit and how much damage they do um, the way I like to put it is your your characters are glass cannons in ff1 you can do a lot of damage but you cannot take much even at the higher levels and it it becomes a game where going through the game's dungeons is an endurance match and then you heal up at the end to deal with the boss and the boss is a brick wall yep. um it is accurate yes and i think still very manageable right like with the first two fiends and then like the third fiend is really hard and the fourth fiends really hard. And then you get to the end and it's nigh impossible. Um, so like, it's a game I don't expect many people to beat, frankly, but probably not. And you know what, Derek, honestly, you could probably say the same thing about final fantasy two. That's um, probably true. Um, but like the nice thing about FF one is FF one is a game where, especially thanks to the experience multipliers, you can, like get to the part of the game that's giving you trouble, crank that multiplier up, grind out some levels and brute force your way through a boss that was giving you trouble. Right. Right. And that's fine. Um, that's not really the case for FF two, which we'll explain in a minute. But, um, you know, I think, I think FF one is such a worthy experience 
to get as far in as you can um, and maybe brute force the ending, uh, you know, with with those experience multipliers to just grind out some levels. But, um, you know, it's it's the origin of the four fiends, right? It's the origin of chaos. It's the origin of, you know, so many iconic, the origin of so many like iconic, like, you know, the job classes and enemies and things like that. Um, you know, it's, I, I just would be heartbroken if people skipped it. I I just, I really appreciate final fantasy one for, for being the, the origin story of Jack. Um, you know, I that's that's what I love the most about Final Fantasy One is bringing I, together that team. We cannot talk about Stranger of Paradise. <laughs> we cannot do it. Well, what we can talk I'm about is Final Fantasy Two. Yeah, let's the, talk about the, Final Fantasy Two. The black sheep, so to speak, of the original six games. I'll I'll just I'll be straight up. I love the ideas that that I love what two tried to do. It's not a great Final Fantasy game. It's not very fun to play. It's got a really convoluted, weird leveling. It's it's the only one of the original six games that doesn't have your traditional leveling system. Instead, your characters get more powerful based on what they're doing. For example, for to to get more hit points, your characters need to get hurt. To get stronger with swords, your characters need to attack with swords, and so on and so forth. And it's it, it it's it's not a great system. It's also frightfully easy to just completely break the game. And if you're abuse willing the system. to grind in the stupidest and most obnoxious ways, yeah, you make the game like a, a cakewalk. But you have to punish yourself, yeah. by going out in the woods and and beating each other up, right? Um, and the pixel remasters do do some work to kind of rebalance that leveling up system to try to make it a smoother experience to play through in the intended manner. But the problem, I will say, Final Fantasy II is probably the only numbered Final Fantasy like mainline game I think is a bad game. Um, And I have a hard time recommending most people play it, which is unfortunate because I'm not saying the game is devoid of uh, good things. I think the Emperor is an all time classic FF villain who has a lot more presence than the villains of one or three, for example. Yep. Um, I really like, there's a lot of classic final fantasy elements, like, like a lot of classic enemies that get introduced in FF two. So it's neat to see them for the first time. Chocobos, um, Chocobos for the first time. Sid first appearance of yeah. Sid. The, uh, the, the storyline about, you know, rebellion against an empire is a lot of common themes that you will see through the franchise from that point on well it's also like i mean it's really it's the first fleshed out story in a fight because i mean final fantasy one was like the four warriors of light go kill chaos like yeah this is this is a story about politics and invasion and uh, a dude becoming the lord of heaven and hell like it's it rules it's star wars um but fantasy and uh like it's also i mean again final fantasy has always had a good good soundtrack final fantasy 2 has some incredible music the rebel army theme is one of my favorite pieces mm-hmm. in the franchise um it's got it's, such a weird boss theme like yeah, like yeah. It, it, <laughs> but it's just it's hard to recommend to um it's it's almost like if somebody was looking for games to skip in this collection 2 is the one 2 right? is the one yeah i agree um you know, not saying it's not playable. I think it's the one that the fewest people are going to find a good time in. Right. I agree completely. Um, 
Final Fantasy III, uh, the first time I had actually played the 2D version of the uh, of Final Fantasy III because it was never localized on the Famicom. Um, it was yeah, remade. It didn't, it didn't get a PS1 version nope. um, like Nothing. many of them did. So we in the U.S. did not get a chance to play 3 until the DS remake, which is a very different game. Yeah, it's a much, much different game. And, and to be honest with you, having played the 3D remake and now having played the Pixel remaster... I far prefer the Pixel Remaster. This is actually a top-tier Final Fantasy for me now. Um, it's the first appearance of Summon Monsters uh, in the franchise. Uh, the first appearance of the act, like the actual no shit job system. Um, you know, uh, Final Fantasy three uh, had threw more airships than you could count at you, uh, <laughs> and uh, that game was you full get of a airships. GTA garage by the end of it. I mean. And- and I liked it. I liked, you know, like, you know, the, the story isn't going to, you know, blow anyone's socks off. And there is a villain problem in three in the, in the sense that, like, you know, Zandy shows up once and the Cloud of Darkness shows up twice. And those are your villains. Um, that said, to me, this is like JRPG comfort food, right? It, it, it's, it's a safe, comfy game you can finish in about 11 or 12 hours. And, you know, it, 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 it hits all those JRPG notes. It's simple. And I I, I like I like it for its simplicity. Um, if you were going to say, John, should I play two or three? Three by a country mile. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. 100%. Like in a lot of ways, I feel like three is a uh, more direct successor to like Final Fantasy one. Right. Like it's it's much less political. It is much more high fantasy dealing with supernatural beings and, you know, uh, versus a story about an empire and an emperor. Um, you know, it's, it is uh, once again, the introduction of a number of classic Final Fantasy, like enemies and bosses that you will see reused throughout the series. Um, and, and it is interesting to see where the job system comes from. I, it is certainly not the best implementation of the job system in the pixel. No, I mean, it's very rudimentary, but it's, but it's good and it's interesting. And I think there's something very worth, like if you're going to move on and play final fantasy five, or if you're going to approach other final fantasy games, um, you know, like say final fantasy tactics, if you want to go back and play that somehow, um, you know, uh, other games that use job systems, it's kind of interesting to see how three did it. Now three is kind of obtuse. In a way where yeah. the, the, the the choices you make in one and two around characters don't matter. You can beat Final Fantasy one with four knights. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not I wouldn't want to do that, but you can't. <laughs> like it's basically like what flavor of DPS do you want to build? Uh or white mage for healing. Um, but and then two, like again, it didn't matter too much. Like there's definitely more busted ways to level up, but there's not like you, you can't back yourself into a corner in Final Fantasy two. Compare that to three and your class choices can sometimes be deeply on like unoptimal. There are, bosses, there are bosses that require specific jobs or abilities that don't Let, forecast Derek, what you need. Let's save our listeners some trouble. If you're playing three. Four dragoons for for four dragoons for Garuda. If you want to save yourself hours of pain, right? But like the thing is, that's the kind of game Final Fantasy Five or Three is. Three, correct me if I'm wrong, has like the boss that needs to be fought uh, with non non metal equipment, right? 
Am I am I wrong? Three is the no, one with the. No, that's the four. Boss. You're thinking about the dark elf. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're thinking about the dark elf. Yeah. Um, no, but, three uh, has somebody who's weak to iron specifically. Three has some kind of weird boss like that. Three well, has what, some weird boss encounters. What I will say, and this is notable about three, three is so a lot of people. There is a ton of influence from Final Fantasy three in Final Fantasy fourteen. There's a whole raid series and a whole side story based around the. Uh, based around the Crystal Tower um, and the Tower of Sicrus and, uh, and you know, Zandi and the Cloud of Darkness and Doga and Une, like, th- these are all major characters in a series of raids in Final Fantasy III. And in fact, uh, Zandi in Final Fantasy XIV was the emperor of the Allegan Empire and is a major factor in the storyline up to the most recent expansion. And one of the major villains in the new expansion is actually Hein, uh, one of the bosses from Final Fantasy III. Oh, no, I'm right. sorry, not Hein, Amon. I turned uh, off. We were talking about an MMO. No, but, but, but what I'm saying is <laughs> Final Fantasy III is Yoshi P's favorite Final Fantasy, which is... There is a lot to love there. Which is why you see all those influences in yeah. 14. I do think it's it's well worth playing. Um, It's just, it's it's at this point where it's trying to be very ambitious for what was once an NES game. Um, And it 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 sometimes, it, it definitely struggles to reach the heights and complexity that it is reaching for. Um, but it is still a good game. It is still very much worth playing. A lot of the biggest and most painful parts of the original game have been smoothed over in the pixel remaster, um, like greatly reducing the slog that is the very end of game dungeon. Okay. So, so let's, so and keep in it the spoiler ori- light at least, right? I know in these the, are well, no, games, I was going to say is in the, in the original Famicom version, the final dungeon has two mandatory parts and one optional part, none of which have a save point. Um, and the, fi- the final dungeon in Final Fantasy III was infamously difficult because you could not save. The quick save option, there's still no save point in there, but the quick save option in the Pixel Remasters completely negates that. And without it, I'm not sure I would have made it through. Um, but that being said, uh, like I, literally the quick save function saved Final Fantasy three for me. Otherwise, there's no way I would have completed uh, all three aspects of the Final Dungeon. That being said, it's a it's a top tier Final Fantasy for me. I love it. I'm not as as hot on it as you are, but like it's a good time. It's worth playing. It's much like FF one. Like it's three to me feels like where you see the halfway point point between FF one and like the Super Nintendo games that I think more successfully hit the highs that they're going for. Well, so Derek, let's let's talk about the Super let's Nintendo. Let's move games. on to the Super Nintendo era. Well, so so this is this is really where Final Fantasy starts to come into its own. And we talk about four, which is held up um by a lot of uh Final a lot of the Final Fantasy fandom as like one of the you know along with Final Fantasy VI, one of Square's defining uh defining games uh of that generation. Final Fantasy IV sort of changed the game in, in that, you know, it was a fl- very fleshed out, very nuanced story uh, with, uh, you know, there, there was there was a, a characters with, with a lot of darkness. Uh, there were a lot of main character, a lot of main party members who appear to have just been, been killed off one by one. Like it was a dark game. And Final Fantasy four was really the the fir- really truly the first Final Fantasy game with what you can describe as an epic story. I mean, you went to the moon for God's sake on on Final and in, in Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, and this to me is a close second to six of the Super Nintendo era. 
um, for Squaresoft overall. Four is a game that I I can't find very many flaws with. Four is broadly um, regarded as one of the better games in the entire series. It yes. is, I think, maybe one of the best starting points. Like it's it's not necessarily where I'd start people if they're looking at only the pixel remasters, right? Um, because taken for the pixel remasters themselves, like there's something to say about going like beginning to end and at least tasting what happened coming up. But if somebody is not necessarily taking, taking the jump into buying like all of the pixel remasters, if they're like, look, I haven't played final fantasy. What am I in for? I'd probably point them at four. Yeah. You know, it's, well, it's and, breezy. And, it's straightforward. It's not, it, I say straightforward, but I don't mean easy or lacking in, like tactic, but its characters are defined in their roles and they have character arcs within the narrative with beginnings and middles and ends, right? Which is a lot to ask for in a Super Nintendo game. Yeah. Um, and they have specific classes that they excel in and level up automatically. There's not character building. You can't build them wrong. You're just going to level up and get better. Well, and, and Derek, you know, something else out of the first Final Fantasy, out, out of the first six Final Fantasy games, I think you and I will both agree that this is the most impeccably paced. There's not an ounce of fat on this 100%. Game. And there's so much to, to say about pacing. Uh, Final Fantasy IV almost doesn't need grinding, right? You're going to level no, up exactly as much as you need to almost just through the natural act of exploring, working your way through dungeons, looking for new places, etc. Um, It will be so rare that you need to like, oh, I got to get another level or two before I can deal with this boss. So four is four is 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 a, a cannot skip if you yeah, ask. It's me. a must play, and you can finish it in twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like I said, not twelve hours that feels that like six. Yeah, so. it's just it's just uh, again like you know, Derek. The 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 pacing reminds me like it's the pacing is so good. Like I would put it on like re, like Resident Evil Four is one of the most excellently paced games of all time. Final Fantasy Four is is up there as well. I would me. agree with you, just, and I don't think enough people recognize that. For sure, um, for sure. It's hard to say much about four because so much of what makes four good is just like basic mechanical construction of like they right. sure did make this game real good. Um, you know, they made it a game where you have to think about how to play it, but not slog through it. Um, There's also you, a genuinely shocking twist near the end that I won't spoil here. Yeah, is is a a pretty good story for the time. Good characters, memorable characters. Uh you know, good character arcs. It's, it's just a great, it's like, it's vanilla ice cream, right? Yeah. But it's really good vanilla ice Kane, cream. Kane and Edge are standouts for me. Oh yeah. Kane um, is an all time great Final Fantasy character. Yeah. yeah. And Ed, yeah. Edge is just a delightful asshole. Um, uh, so Derek, uh, five, your, your favorite of the first six. Five is, is yeah, probably my favorite of, of, which is hard because like I do recognize how great four and six are. Um, but five is one that will always have a special place in my heart because it feels like a perfection of what three was going for. Right. Um, it is a game that is much more humorous in a lot of ways. Uh, we, yeah. I was streaming it recently and we were all making the joke in chat that like Final Fantasy V's main cast has the most millennial and Gen Z energy. Oh yeah, dude. Um, and, and it's, it's very good because it's not necessarily a quippy game. It's just the attitude of the game is it's a very, silly game. It there's is, an air of silliness to the whole thing. 
I think in a good five, way. In a good way. Yeah, five gets an an untrue reputation for having flat characters and not a very serious story. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I actually think five is an escalation from four when it comes to character writing and when it comes to like plot. You know, it's not it's like, but the thing is, five is less serious. Five is a, five has Princess Bride energy, right? Yeah, that's a good like, comparison. It's a good it is a a cheery romp like adventure and it knows it and it's going to go to dark places, but it's going to have fun with you the whole way. Um, and when when something scary happens, it's going to turn at you wink and go, hey, hold my beer. We got this. Um, five well, is also really interesting for its implementation of the job system. Uh, to, to this day, Derek, to this day, I don't think the job system has been done better. And anytime five. something gets close, it's because they're just copying what made the job system great in five, which is they took the job system of three, right? The idea that you can make your characters any of these different roles and switch them at almost any time. But they also gave you the ability to kind of like cross jobs together by, you know, as you learn abilities in jobs, equipping them in secondary slots on other jobs. So you're kind of mixing and matching. So you're like, I'm going to be a monk. But I also want to have like some basic white magic so that I can heal like on some low level while I'm beating the hell out of things with my fists. Um, And that's the kind of freedom Final Fantasy V gives you. And there are definitely jobs that are better and jobs that are worse. But unlike Final Fantasy III, it's so much harder to paint yourself into a corner with five. Yep. Um, it is, it is remarkable for how much complexity there is in the, in the game and how much the developers had to account for that. That game does not have brick walls the way three does. Um, for sure. And, and, and of course, you know, uh, five is also the game that gave us Gilgamesh for the first time. Uh, our wonderful fail son. <laughs> the, the, the only true, recurring character in the final fantasy franchise i used to think gilgamesh was the coolest character in final fantasy and the reason i believed that was because uh i was a a teenager who did not understand that gilgamesh was a fucking loser yeah now i am an adult who thinks Gilgamesh is one of my favorite characters in the franchise because he's a fucking loser. He's the guy fieri of of final fantasy i don't know Um, what that means and i i i Dare you not to explain it? Uh, <laughs> he's trying. He's trying to take everyone to flavor town. <laughs> but uh, five I don't know where I was f- going with that. I don't. But I don't either. Guy Fieri's a loser, and so is so is. I don't actually, I've heard Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. I've heard he's a good dude. So let's let's be gentle. Look, Fieri. Fieri. He's, look, he's it's, douchey, it's the same but thing. He's as apparently f- a a good dude. Well, good at any rate, and stuff. I just anyway. want to point out. For anybody who's not aware, Gil- the Gilgamesh that you see in all of the other mainline Final Fantasy games when he pops up is the same Gilgamesh from five. He's a consistent he, multiverse he, shit he, is everywhere these days, but yeah. like he Final Fantasy's been doing this for a while where Gilgamesh is the same Gilgamesh. You know who I compare? You know, I call him the Deadpool of uh, of Final Fantasy. Um, I don't know that I agree. Mostly he's aware Gilgamesh- that he's in a video game uh, and he is constantly breaking the fourth wall. And and popping in and out of game. It's the same guy every time. Yeah, but the difference is Deadpool is uncool and people don't realize that. Um, versus Gilgamesh is uncool 
and people very much realize that. I well, think. I, I'm just refer, I'm, I'm just referring to some of his tropes, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some of the some of the stuff he does. But 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 the point is, like, five is a really good game. Where once again, a shit ton of stuff in the series come from. This is the game that, correct me if I'm wrong, introduced the Blue Mage. That uh, was yes. not a thing in three. That's um, correct. You know, so Blue Magic introduced uh, the Dark Knight. Yes. Um, no, that was four. Well, no, that was four. Four. Um, uh, but this did introduce like the Geo. No, Geomancer. Right? Was that a three? Geomancer class? was five. That's five. Geomancer was five. There's a lot of weird stuff in the franchise that comes from five, and you have to respect that. Uh, uh, time Mage. Yeah, Time First Magic. Appearance of the Time Mage, and yeah. yeah, there's a lot of lot of great weird stuff in in five that like I think makes it the best of them to play as a pure game. Um, you may or may not vibe with the tone of the game, but I, I respect that it chose to be something that was very charismatic over something that was very serious, uh, especially given it's sandwiched between two very serious entries. Right. So, and speaking of the, speaking of an, a serious entry, we'll move on to the last one of the six final fantasy six considered by many people, not just to be one of the greatest final fantasies, but also one of the greatest JRPGs of all time. Um, my favorite game of all time. As, can we just know, can we just cut it short and say play Final Fantasy VI? I mean, I mean, like, I mean what, what's there to say? What's left to say about Final Fantasy VI that we haven't already said? It right? is by like, far the best game in the collection. It's it might be the best game in the Final Fantasy franchise. Uh, to to many folks, to most folks who have played it, I think. Um, well, I, I think, mean, like people waffle back and forth, Derek on. What's the best uh, art JRPG of that era? Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI? Right, like right. people go and, back and, and forth on that. And that's good company to be in. Right. I very and famously will say that there are other Final Fantasies that I love more for things that they do. Like I think Five has the best gameplay because of you know the way that the job system works. That's super super interesting to me. I think that Twelve um, has some of is is like super unique, right? And has this really interesting tone and cast of characters and like everything about it is just a little bit different and has its own unique flavor. I will say that like nine has my favorite cast in the whole series, but at the same time, like six consistently as a total package is probably the best overall. Well, let's, you know what, when we talk about six here, let's, you know, we let's talk about an aspect that we don't normally talk about, which is the villain department. Um, six has what I think most people would probably agree is the strongest, most at least the most evil villain in the entire franchise, who is Kefka. Kefka's uh, probably a, a, the strongest. You know, I don't mean strongest like can beat up a dude in a fight, but strongest in terms of like he's probably the best, most memorable villain of the series. I well, know it, there's a ton of love for Sephiroth these days. Uh, uh, as we point, I'm I'm not on the Sephiroth hate train, right? No. Like I don't I mean, I'm think not he's a bad either. villain. I just don't think I think he's overrated. I think Sephiroth but... hits hard for a lot of people because FF7 was a lot of people's first Final Fantasy, a lot of people's first JRPG. Um, but like Kefka, Kefka's it, right? Like Kefka's well, Kefka's well, that bitch. Well, what 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 Kefka does different from Final Fantasy villains before him were. You know, like, you know, Golbez shows up, you know, he's a dark armor guy. A guy in dark armor shows up halfway through the game. X-Death, guy in dark armor shows up halfway through the game. Zandi shows up like at the very end of the game. <laughs> and, and gets replaced. Like, Yeah, and he gets immediately replaced. Kefka, on the other hand, is a brightly, is a clown, a literal clown who wears brightly colored clothes. And he is in your face from the very beginning of the game. Well, he's, he's, he's one dark of the first wizard, characters the Joker. you meet. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, he's... 
you know, he he laughs, he talks, he's walking through a desert and he complains that there's sand on his boots. Um, but he also completely genocides an entire city uh, because it's fun. The thing about um, Kefka, right? Like with if we want to not do get too spoilery is Kefka is is as a rarity for Final Fantasy villains is both present throughout much of the early game which yep. a lot of the main and and final antagonists are not you know there from the beginning there's somebody who is behind the scenes or only revealed towards the very end so he's he's present from beginning to end in a way that most villains are not and he is himself the final big bad that you have to deal with in a way that again most final fantasy like narrative villains or not. Usually there's a big well, difference mean, between the narrative villain, yeah. the person behind the scenes, well, Derek, and the final boss. He wins. And Kefka's in a way. Um I mean you kill him at the end, but he still kind of wins. Yeah, it's it's well it's complicated, right? But but like Final Fantasy has long had this thing where the the main like narrative villain and the person behind it all and the final boss are not the same thing. That's usually two yeah. or three different characters. And Kefka is the first time that a single character fulfills all of that and is yep. there from the beginning. I think that's also what makes Sephiroth like a very, very compelling villain for a lot of folks is that Sephiroth is very much the same way, but yep. Kefka is a better well, see, character who I, has a much more, right. much more dire impact on the story. Well, and, and so like, like with Sephiroth, you're talking <laughs> like Sephiroth, you know, yes, his actions are evil, but he also has a tragic past. Kefka does not have a tragic past. He's never lost anyone he loved. He he just is broken and and wants to kill things. I like, like that's, I, he's hate, just I hate Joker comparisons because of course, like the Joker is so A, so overexposed, and B, so like loaded down with weird incelly, you know, fucking black pill like iconography at this point. Yeah. And it's very hard to separate a lot of that stuff out from this character who's supposed to be a goofy Batman villain. Right. But like the thing is. That's baggage that did not exist for a very long time. Um, and when Kefka came around, like, I'm not going to say there's any inspiration there, but it's kind of hard not to draw the comparison. Oh, it's this, hard. Of course. Of yeah, this, no, it's like, impossible not nihilistic to. jester, you know, who is just seeking to cause the most problems possible because why the fuck not? Yeah. You know, I mean, um, you know, and the, the, the only other things I'll say about Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster is that. Um, they, this is a weird thing to compliment, but they re-added the credits at the beginning during that long, slow Magitek armor wash towards Narsh, which is, doesn't seem like a big thing, but the fact that they weren't there in the PC and mobile release was really glaring. It'd be like if you removed and, the opening crawl from Star Wars. And you just had, saw some, some space. And, and you were just, like, but you had the same thing. You had the, the space and the music, but there was no nope. opening crawl. Yeah. Like it's, that would be exact so weird. Thing. So it's the exact yeah. same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy six is the best game out of the collection and you yep. owe it to yourself to, if you're going to play only one of them, it should be it, six. It should be six. My argument would be, it shouldn't be only one of them. I think you should play basically all of them. Um, the only one I truly think is skippable is two is two, yep. but it's cheaper to buy all of them than to buy five of them. And if so, you, and who knows, maybe if you have it, like try two. to, you owe it, you know, try it. And maybe, you'll it'll it'll work out for you you know maybe you'll find stuff you like you will get introduced to some really cool final fantasy shit in there but derek i'll tell you what as uh, on a whole i am extremely happy with the way these turned out on console i am too um, um i i might might have wished that the 
extra content in the GBA versions was present in some of these games. That content was not necessarily super meaningful, right? It Except was like, for two. It actually made two a better game. I, you know, I would agree with that. Two got like actual story epilogue stuff that made, but you know, two will always be the eternal loser of the, the I mean, franchise, but, I sadly. Mean, d- I mean, the, the Dawn of Souls stuff in two gave us more Minwoo, and I'll never say no to that. Yeah. But like, you know, Final Fantasy 1 on GBA, right, had the bonus dungeons that had a yep. bunch of bosses from across the franchise. That was really cool to see. That's cool. Um, you know, 5, for example, had extra, a couple extra jobs, none of which were particularly good. But, you know, it's cool stuff that you wish was there. But, like, in the end, I am happier about the rebalancing of these games and the experience yep. curves and the, and the mechanics and the fixing of bugs right and the the aesthetic improvements all of these things the the new soundtrack you know really elevates all of these final fantasy games and just the fact that they are all readily accessible now yes. by almost all yes. gamers it's like, easy to play buy and play these games legally I mean, which is you've got you've got some of the greatest games ever made readily accessible on your ps4 uh, pc mobile or switch um to to me that's that in it that in and of itself is worth the price of entry yeah and like if you like rpgs you just you owe it to yourself to if you have not played any of or most of these games i think you owe it to yourself to do it because it's it both several of these games are extremely good examples of the genre even today yep. But even the ones that are not, like, I don't think Final Fantasy 1 holds up. I 2 obviously doesn't. I think we would disagree on how well 3 holds up. But at the same time, I think that even those that don't hold up are worth experiencing for what they did and what they meant for the genre at that time. I mean, I, I, I compare, like, 4 and 6 are to modern-day JRPGs what, like, you know, Stanley Kubrick and early Steven Spielberg is to film. You know, like these are fundamental experiences that shaped a lot of what came after. Yeah. Uh, especially four, five, and six. And you need to you need you need to experience the at least experience these. And if, if you, you have are a fan played of these games, if you have played these games and you do like already love them, this is one of the best ways to experience them, I would yep. argue. I mean I, I would argue that these are the definitive versions of these games. And there's been a lot of discussion about whether or not these are definitive. I would consider them the definitive version of the games just because of the fact that you can play them very easily now. Right. To me, ju- that's what ju- makes them definitive. Just about the only thing that that is missing is like the extra content from GBA versions, yep. which is, again, of mixed quality, and I wish it was there rather than not. Sure. But... But it's not fundamental to the experience. You know, it, like, it isn't. Like, to me, that is worth... Like, if you asked me whether I'd rather play Final Fantasy V Advance or Pixel Remaster... I'm going to pick the pixel remaster every time because the like the bug fixes, the rebalancing, the improvements to the aesthetic. They're just new soundtracks. Yeah. All of that stuff is a much bigger part of my experience than a couple of late game or post game uh, jobs that I will not use, you know, like gladiator. I'm not using gladiator. Yeah. Like, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, ov- overall, I think we're both really happy with the way these turned out. Hundred uh, percent. Now we can now uh, now we can stop bugging Square about the pixel remasters and start bugging them about Chrono Trigger. John, um, are those my are those my uh, pixel remaster vinyls sitting right behind are. you there? Uh. Yeah, oh, so oh, so actually, actually, um, after we uh, after we get off here, I'll, I'll yeah I'll yeah, show yeah. You. yeah yeah. Uh, but uh, Derek, do you have anything that you want to say about uh, anything else you want to say about the pixel remasters? Uh, look. We are at a point where 
damn near every mainline Final Fantasy game is playable on whether you have a PC, Switch, or PlayStation. Single console. You have just about, because let's think, it's one through six now, right? Yep. Is seven the regular seven, seven not remake? Seven is yep, on seven, eight, like nine, ten, eight, nine, twelve, 10, 12 are all on Switch. Are um, so like you know, 14 and 15 are on PS5, um, yeah, and PC. 11's yep. a weird situation because it's an MMO that is now like completed, um, so it's just in legacy status. Like, kind of the only weird hanger out left is the 13 trilogy. But like, which I, uh, I I assume has got to be coming at some. Point, even then, so. I, I'm pretty sure it's backwards compatible on Xbox, and they, they it have, is they have PC it, versions. So it's but just, it needs to come to PS5, it's just and Switch, Switch and PlayStation that don't have it. But yeah. but yeah, so like we're at a point where if you own any current piece of gaming hardware, you have access now to one of the biggest and most important stretches of gaming history that has ever existed, and. You know, if you were an RPG person, you you owe it to yourself to experience. You sure as shit do. You know, as much of that as possible because you can literally see the history of video game development through this one series from Final Fantasy one on the NES all the way up to 14 and 15 on modern systems and 16 very shortly on on PlayStation. So Derek, you said it a lot better than I could have. Um, we will go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, thank you for listening. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at official SDGC. You can find Derek on Twitter at, uh, at Derby city, Derek. You can find me on Twitter at Magitech dad. Uh, and you can find us live every Thursday night at 9 PM Eastern standard time on twitch.tv slash official SDGC. Uh, we hope you, we hope to see you there next Thursday night. Uh, thank you for the time. Thank you again to Square Enix for all the review codes for the Pixel Remasters. And, of course, kindness costs nothing. Have a good one, y'all.